money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. So we're going to talk about the heart. We're going to talk about money. And we are so glad that you've joined us. Uh, And if you've, this is your first time, uh, just special welcome to you uh, as you uh, join this growing community of let's figure out how we communicate and talk about money and God and our hearts and and all of this stuff. So just want to welcome you. If you're a returning guest, or if you're listening on uh, CHRI 99.1 here in Ottawa, uh, then welcome, enjoy, keep your hands on the wheel if you're driving. And uh, if you need to hear uh, some of the other shows that we've done, then morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, notmine.ca. Those are all the places where there's a, a player right there. You can just hit it or, of course, download it on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. So uh, we... Uh, Dave has no idea what this show's about. It's I, great. I'm like surprising shows. The surprise show for <laughs> Dave. So I actually do have an idea of the show because I... You, you read my notes. Okay. Yeah, all right, I looked all right, over all right. your shoulder. All right. So, so on February 11th, mm-hmm. uh, our Valentine's show, we started a discussion about talking about money yes. with your spouse. And yes, this is pretty driven to a couple's show, but it also can uh, reflect in your relationship with your children, even your siblings. Mm-hmm. So don't turn it off if you are not a pa- part of a couple because um there's some this is about communicating about money with people that are maybe close to you we can broaden it a little bit sure and i and i is this a really important topic um we have made assumptions in our lives and we carry those assumptions into our relationships Mm -hmm. about money you know our way is the right way you're wrong Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fix you. You know, we make mm-hmm. assumptions. I do money the right way. I'm a saver. You're a spender. So you're evil. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, maybe that's drastic, but that's kind of how I f- have felt in our relationship early on. Oh, well, Dave's good at saving. And I'm just, you know, uh, I'm just more evil because I spend money. You're like, not more evil. I'm just more holy. Well, yeah, thanks, dear. And all the women will turn the radio off now ouch. because that is... No, ouch. ouch! You said the ouch. Are you kidding me? More holy. Ah! Well, watch it isn't, for, watch isn't for saving, saving next to godliness. Well, no, you know? I don't think that's what the Bible says. Anyway, okay, we're not going to fight or argue on the show because we have worked through this issue, I thought. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um... So, okay, what am I going to say? I'm going to say that we have made assumptions. And the first topic we talked about, we have this expectation in February. We talked about this one. This is the way it should be done, and you should do it my way. So go back and listen. You don't have to listen to that again uh, here today. I want to talk about um, an awareness about a limiting belief, I'll call it, that, and and I even wrote in my notes, this is a biggie. Mm. 
Whoever earns more money should have more control or more say in the finances. Now, before we dig into that thought, and while your mind Whoa, is... Whoa, you just went really fast over okay. that. You, you know, okay, say that I'm going to say it again. Say slowly. I'm going to say it again. Whoever earns more money should have more control or more say in their finances. Mm. Okay. So that's, that's, that's a belief or an assumption we can bring into our relationships. Now you all be like, oh, well, yeah, what's wrong with that? So before we dig right in, the one verse I was thinking about today in light of conversation is the very simple one that Jesus said. Uh, he answered the question in the crowd, what is the greatest commandment and what is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The second is like an unto it. Sorry. Yes. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So we want to talk today in this conversation about how are we loving each other in talking about money? Mm. How are we loving God and loving others in money conversations? So... I don't know if, as you know, we don't have every answer, but we're pulling out this heart issue. So this, and this is a little bit kind of two-sided and, and maybe we can, we can talk about it because on the one side, you might be thinking, well, I don't really have a say because the other partner makes the money. Like I don't have a say in how the money that comes in that, 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 that partner should be spending, or maybe you're thinking, well, I have my money coming in, so maybe it's a dual income situation in terms of your lifestyle, and you're saying, I get to spend my money, and and he or she can't tell me how to spend my money. So there's kind of that two sides well, there, of it, you, right? Right. The, like, you're, like, jumping in with yeah. all your feet, because there yeah. are two sides of yeah. it. So most of our married life, David earned more income, and I earned way less or none, because I was the stay-at-home. Um, and so... I'll tell you in a few minutes how I felt about that. But before we go there, Shanti and Jeff Feldhahn wrote a book. They did a study and uh, did a bunch of studies and um, interviewed men and women on their perspectives about thriving in love and money. And so they actually named the book Thriving in Love and Money, Five Game-Changing Insights About Your Relationship, Your Money, and Yourself. So this, this issue, this assumption, which they call an ownership assumption, who actually owns the money you're earning? Mm. So if you're earning more money than your spouse, well, then you might have the attitude that if I, I should control the finances because I make more. Now, I never saw that attitude in you, Dave, really. But on the other side that you, you've you already pointed out, the counter attitude is I don't deserve as much say because you earn the money and I don't, especially a stay-at-home parent because now some guys are staying at home and, mm -hmm. and their wives are working out. So, you know, that parent is saying, well, you know, I guess I don't really have a say. You want to buy your motorcycle. I don't really have a say because you're earning all the money. But that's not how you and I lived. You mm. were very much what's mine. Well, you also joke with what's mine is yours, but what's yours is yours. That's what you would say to me. That's a, that's a pretty common, <laughs> uh, you know, statement. What's mine is yours and what's yours is yours, right? Right. But really what's mine is yours and what yours is mine. 
And, and I mean, in our own finances, we're also conscious that, you know, all of that supply actually comes from the Lord. So right. what's, what, it, what resources we have are his and we are stewarding it together. And so there is that kind of uh, level playing field for us in our relationship that I don't take ownership, neither do you. But we take stewardship. We take. But, but I'll have an honest confession, mm-hmm. like sometime during the show, to tell you. So, yeah. uh, so I'll confess yeah. some things. But before I go into my confession mode, um, because this is like this is sensitive stuff. Yeah. Because it's, it, yeah, it's sensitive stuff. Because this is um, heart issues about who do I think actually owns it all, mm. uh, and sometimes the answer is me. So, but anyway. I know you're better. Now, often the answer I know, is me. Yeah, I know, but you even, even subconsciously or 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 unintentionally, uh, but often the answer is, "Oh, I have to check." Like it's you have to check yourself to go really. Oh, I have to go back to that. How how do I find that management versus ownership paradigm? I know. Yeah. So there's really these two discussions today. I guess it's who owns it. The stewardship management question as believers, we hear that stewardship a lot. Then there's how do we operate uh, with our belief system in our marriage? And then how do we talk about it? Like, so I guess there's three, but before, no, no, no. There's a fourth. I gotta gotta throw this in because we give power to money. Because, I mean, essentially what, what you're saying is, is if I make more money than you, then I should have more power over right. the decision making. Right. So now, yeah. now it's about transferring that power to me simply because uh, I bring home more income than and, you bring home. Okay, so then there's a whole other issue because I'm, I'm not going to talk about patriarchy too much. Mm-hmm. But if traditionally women get paid less, then automatically, if we make these assumptions in our relationships and we live by those assumptions, then the guy's always going to have more power because he makes more money. Yeah. And, and and which is you know, not like that's and again, not a good. Th- this all goes to a whole bunch he, of see how yeah, we follow so. the ball down, but that's actually what happens. So now we go back to who actually owns it, Correct. And, and and this is why they're so, so important to link together, right? So I'm gonna just they this so this couple the Veltons did a serve uh, did a survey um, with Dinata, and they found that of the people they interviewed, forty percent said. I feel that the person who contributes a lot should be able to have more say in how their money is spent. 40% of people surveyed. Here's the next one. I feel that the person who contributes a lot should be able to have more say in how their money is spent. That was 48% said definitely. So uh, those are people um, who, so they looked at the sole breadwinner. So let's say there's a couple and one's earning and one's not. 48% 48% of those sole breadwinners thought that they should have more say. Mm-hmm. Um, I make significantly more than my partner, and I feel like they should respect that when I have strong opinions on financial matters. And guess what? That's a high number. 71% of the mm-hmm. folks said that if I earn more money, I need more respect. Mm-hmm. Like, Dave, I'm just utterly convicted talking about this whole thing. Right. Like, Well, and this is a for those. This is a check your heart moment, you know, because this is not an intentional. uh, At least, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna default to to this is not an intentional thing. This is this is a a belief that kind of seeps in, 
and it it comes down to um, some how you make decisions and how you make them in the context of relationship with a spouse or in a family. You know, one person again in a family, brothers and sisters, as they get older, you know, one brother makes more money than the other brother than the other sister. So that brother may have more say in the family estate planning for mom and dad, right? So you go, okay, uh, well, I guess he makes all that money. I guess we should do what he says, right? Um, you know, that's, again, it goes back to this uh, putting power and money together in the same pot. And, and you know, in the context of relationships, in the context of husband and wife or family, um, or even in community, you know, Jesus very clearly said, hey, you know, human nature is that when the rich man walks into the, to the church, you give him the seat of honor. You give her the seat of honor. You put them up the front. But when they, the, the person who doesn't quite look the same or isn't in that same status, you push them to the side. You push them to the back. You don't honor them. And, and again, Paul challenged the church to say, no, 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 this is not, you know, it's not the way of Christ. He, he said, we are not going to give power to money, uh, to, you know, power to money. All of our resources come from God, and we need to recognize that it is God that is the source. You know, this is just really like, mm -hmm. wow, here I thought we were going to, this is a surprise show for me. I thought we were going to talk about these attitudes in our marriage, but really the attitude is where, how much power am I giving money? And am I, and that's an assumption that those who have more money have more power, which is a prevalent one in our society, mm -hmm. which is about greed, which is where the wars come from. Like it's, it's at the base of what the spirit so of man. One with the money makes the rules, right? Yeah. And isn't that this assumption the same? Can I, I have this quote? <laughs> I really think I want to read from this gentleman who's not named in the book. Um, I'll have a, this book in the show notes today, but it's on how she spends the money. This man says about his wife. It's that deep down, I probably feel the money is more mine than hers. That on some level, I'm being philanthropic by giving it to her. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can't even, I'm just like, <sighs> anyway. Like, oh, how, what a good husband I am and my charitable giving to my wife. Am I like, oh my goodness. Anyway. Okay. Okay. I'll How to get Reb riled. Which there is, it is. Which is the old, <laughs> age old problem of a man suppressing a woman mm. guilty as charged. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that he's honest because when we're honest, this is where we bring, breathe it into the light, right? Bring mm -hmm. it into light. It's a control thing. It stems from insecurity. I have to constantly check my insecurity at the door. Mm -hmm. I often simply don't give what she's doing the same value. And yet she is as twice as capable as I am. But because of that feeling, I often hold her more accountable to her discretionary budget than I am to mine. So I can spend what I want, but I'm going to hold her to account for it. But that all flows, like this guy says, out of his insecurity and knowing and and the feeling that he doesn't feel like he's as capable as she is, mm -hmm. which is a whole. So when we talk about these things and you are recognizing them in your marriage, this isn't just a quick conversation. I guess when we go back to how do we talk about it, we have to start being this honest as this gentleman. You know, and this, this just comes from, uh, again, Reb, you know, creating a space of safety within your relationship, creating a space of honesty 
And, and maybe even, uh, you know, I love the word intentionality because, you know, this is a conversation that may end in, honey, you have to forgive me for how I've thought about money, maybe unintentionally for, for many years. Uh, again, there's some cultural things. Uh, there's some, we, in our seminars, when we do uh, in, in More Than Enough, one of the first things that we do with the clients through the seminars is learn about their money stories to to go back and and the clients get to write out what we call their money story and in that money story there's some revelation that happens this is how i think and relate to money in the context of my history in the context of you know what i may have learned or read or or uh, gathered along the way of my life and and i get to a point that is today and then i say i have a money story but reb you have a money story and so even in that as we you know as we are a couple and and if you've never sat down with your spouse and said you know what i we probably need to, and you do need to, is is look at what is your money story, what is my money story. Let's let's gain some insight into how the other thinks about money, because uh, to be honest, that just not doing that creates a vacuum where all kinds of miscommunication, misunderstanding, uh, you know, assumptions. But it also takes humility. You know, I'm thinking. You know, there's so much to what we're saying today. Mm. Like, it takes humility to say, I'm thinking about this wrong and I'm struggling. And honey, I do feel like I should have more power, you know, in this. Like, I, and here's my confession. I don't even, have I even ever told you this? You know, when we received inheritance money Mm. and we put it towards some, some, you know, some things, Mm -hmm. I felt I had to I had to fight off that feeling like, well, this is inheritance money from my family. So why can't I do with it what I think we should do? Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you that? Wait, here I thought you were driving the bus on that. <laughs> hey, hey, well, obviously we have to talk about this. Here's confession with Dave and Reb on on online, like right now. I I guess, but I, I mean, I would I, I can say I was. Uh, uh, I don't think we ever talked about it, but I was conscious that, you know, yes, uh, the, the inheritance money that, that we received was, was from your side of the family. So, you know, I, I truly thought, oh, well, Reb's driving the bus on this one. That's what you thought. Well, we're going to have to talk about this a little bit more here. We're coming, getting honest Mm -hmm. on, on, online here, Mm -hmm. but, um, but what was good was, but we did, I'm like, I kept telling myself, this is not my money. This is this is a provision that God is giving us. And it is it is we're putting it towards some things for work. We're putting it towards some personal things. We're we're doing some wonderful things with it as well. Mm. You know, but but interestingly, I had to fight that feeling that I should just grab a hold of it and keep it for myself because mm-hmm. it it and you know what's interesting? Years ago, we did re- receive a claim after my brother's death, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that before. And I didn't feel that way then. Interesting. It is very interesting how. So but, you know, and 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 you know, this is the the um, you know can bring another. I, I'm cautious to bring know, another thought into thought. it, but 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 you know, just having an atmosphere of of trust and open communication around money. Yes. I mean, 
that that in and of itself is sometimes a challenge. And, and then to talk about issues like this, um, you know, who owns it? Where did the money come from? You know, do we really act like God owns it all well, and we are the stewards? Or do I, we act like Dave earned it all and he gets the benefit from it? Well, and I guess I that's where, as a follower of Jesus— you know, if you don't follow Christ and you listen to this, you'll be like, what What are you talking about? You know, mm. what's the stewardship? Why do, what do you mean God owns it all? And it's, you know, as Christ followers, we believe that all our, all our living, all our breath, everything we have comes from him. He's the source and he's a good source. Mm. And he, he, he provides so much, so many good things physical things but there's so much more to what he provides mm. but i think that's essentially i know that in my journey of more than enough when we started in 2007 and left the family business and started this journey the lord was stopped talking to me and he still talks to me all these le- years later do you really believe me mm-hmm. do you really believe i'm good did i really say do am i really your source rebecca mm. like and and I think this is my confession in front of all of you. It's something I still wrestle with because once I think I wrestled at one place, it rears its head, another layer. And you know, God is gracious. Mm-hmm. And I think that whole journey with um, family inheritance and all of that, I think that might be a common thing for people to wrestle with. Um, well, but- and, and you know, again, we don't, we'll bring in just, you know, you may be coming from a, 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 uh, a family where, you've you're, you're a mixed family this is the word i'm looking for blended a blended family that's right and and again that adds a a whole level of thinking that needs to be kind of worked through thought through talk through you know um because there is again some previous history related to money and you know a previous spouse may have had a different perspective on money yeah. and you're coming into a new relationship and and you know again reb and i this is this is the heart of what we do every day at more than enough is to to create these safe spaces for people to say i need to be able to talk about this in honesty and 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 in a place where um there is no judgment but i also i just need to talk about it because where do you talk about it in the context of uh of the safety of that so that mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Bold Carey, mm-hmm. who is on CHRI Monday mornings, but I'm thinking of Brian Van, uh, Brent Vandermeer, whom mm-hmm. you've heard. Um, you know, I we've been talking to them lately just about, well, what do you do with a blended family? You know, here, Dave and I are talking about this issue between a husband and wife, mm-hmm. perhaps who have been married a long time and are still, or are newly married, and you're wrestling with one earning more than the other, and you have to deal with this. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other dynamic when you put a blended family uh, together, absolutely. and there's insecurities. Mm-hmm. There's the past stories of mm-hmm. the divorce, perhaps, um, you know, the, the abuse, the the miss the lack of love and then you're you want to bring your families together but you're not willing you know like i don't know about giving up this this money that i have and and bold and brent have these beautiful ways and perspectives of you know you make agreements you talk with wise counsel you go to your financial advisors and say how do we do this we love each other we want to live together um but yet in the background, even with guys like Brent and Bold, they're saying it's still the Lord's. Mm-hmm. 
this is the Lord's and, and how is God, how will God shape you now as a blended family? And that is a journey that doesn't happen overnight. I remember a good friend of ours, um, years ago saying, you know, I, I married, uh, my, it was a second marriage for me. Love this man. I trusted him with my kids, but I wouldn't trust him with my bank account. And one day God convicted her about that. Yep. And then they blended their money together. And that was part of her journey and walk with God. So we're not telling you exactly how to do that other than to encourage you to go to wise counsel to take these issues to the lord you know and and if you are not in a blended family you're a married couple and you have this you're realizing as we talk that there's this underground thing mm -hmm. does do i believe god owns it all and 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 do I really, you know, do I hold my power position over my spouse or mm -hmm. my kids? Like I can do what I want with my money because uh, I earn more. Yeah, or or even I earned it, right? Again, we, we talked about that disparity between one earning more than the other. Right. But that same attitude can be in that, well, this is my money. I earned it. You've got your money. You make more than I do. So I want to spend my money, right? Uh, and again... Um, you know, navigating that, uh, you know, I often say uh, to even young couples, as we, we talk about, what does it look like as a young couple comes together uh, before they're married, during marriage counseling? And, and, you know, our premise is very much, well, if, if God's bringing you together as a couple in all of the ways, intimacy and, and relationally and physically, and we keep our finances separate um, in the sense of a division there, that is a foothold for then just untangling the relational, the the physical and the the social part of your life because the the finances need to come together too. You, you know, that has a, a foothold to, to really disrupt all the things that you're like, yeah, we're coming into married and we're going to live together forever until we fight over money. Well, and I asked Bold and Brent about that. And I remember um, Brent um, just, he had emailed me and said, you know, in a perfect world, we would blend all the yep. time with blended families, but it's not a perfect world and there's hurts and pains and wounds. And, and God is gracious to walk with us through these situations. And there's process. And there's of, process. Yeah, and, and, and yet, and yet we see the beauty of you, of unity in our mm -hmm. finances that's the testimony of what we've seen it more than enough mm -hmm. but here's a best practice mm -hmm. one to leave you with to to a practical thing dave that you will love that i bring up this comes from the book actually what they found um with money um there's such a this is what they say there's such emotional freight that comes with feeling a lack of ownership over money but this leads back yet again to the best practice we saw among thriving couples for each spouse regardless of who earns the income who, or who holds the more proficient proficient at budgeting who's more proficient to, they each get an agreed upon amount every month that they can own themselves spend the way they want and Spend it without checking on each other. Yeah. Uh, usually in, in, in my world, I just call that blow money. Blow we, money, yeah. we agree on, a, on an amount every pay period. Uh, you know, I like to use pay periods. It's, it's a little easier to manage that way. And that's your blow money. And you can blow it any way you like. Uh, and, you know, certainly, uh, and I've, I've got the comments back. Well, I use my blow money to buy, you know, shoes for the kids. Well, um, 
you know, my response to that is, uh, and we'll end on that. My response to that is, is well, that's great. Yeah, you really use that money that that you get to blow any way you like on the kids. Uh, uh, so, uh, and and we will end with that. We're at the end of the show. Uh, In other words. Yeah, think about how you want to spend your money. (laughs) So, well, and, and, you know, again, our prayer for you uh, and uh, as part of this show is simply that as you do these things together, as you bring these things into the light, that God will bless you, that God will uh, bring you closer and closer together with him and with each other. And uh, and that's really our blessing that we want to bless you with this, uh, today on the show. And re-listen to it, because I think I have to. There's so many little tidbits that came out today for me. So, Well, then listen to it again and then join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.